Welcome to another edition of A Dash of Cold Water Economics. This is for the week to the 27th of January. Uh, now, it's often said um, in economics articles that every time you put an equation down, you lose 50% of your audience. And uh, I think that might be something similar with um, if I keep this very, very data intensive. As you know, uh, I spend my life just watching this cataract of economic data coming down and trying to extract some signals from it. Um, I'm not going to burden you, however, with too much of that this week. Partly that's because it was a pretty light data week, which typically happens uh, towards the middle of the month. Um, and just to cut a very long story short, uh, it was uh, a third positive week in a row, 28% surprises, 13% shocks. The global six-week signal is at its most positive since uh, September 2019, and all regions now uh, were solidly positive. So although it was a light week for data, it was also a fairly positive week. Uh, okay, that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Rather, what I want to do this week is I want to take a look at two really quite improbable surprises that we're seeing, which it's just possible that there may be some sort of a narrative emerging here, which um, is really counter to what I'd been expecting. And they're to do with Germany and Japan. And in both cases, we've got signs of investment spending picking up in a way which I absolutely didn't uh, expect and which, if it's actually happening, needs some explanation. Okay, let's start with Japan. And here I am, I'm going to break my rule and uh, drop in some small amount of data. Uh, and here it is. Uh, November's uh, domestic core machinery orders uh, in Japan jumped 15.4%, uh, which was um, the result of a monthly deflection, 2.9 standard deviations above historic trends. In addition to that, we then got December's domestic machine tool orders, which is the really sharp end, and they were up, in monthly terms, 1.8 standard deviations above trend. Now, I know that a lot of fourth quarter data in Japan has been uh, made very volatile by the imposition of the sales tax rise in, in the 1st of October. So there's been a lot of volatility, but in these two particular ones, the volatility looks, the, the, the strength um, doesn't look to be attributable to that. And in both cases, the six-month uh, deflection against trend is now positive uh, for the first time for years. Now, to be absolutely honest, it's difficult to see why this should be happening, because uh, if you look at the fundamental ratios, which normally would go to support and explain Japan's business cycle and therefore its investment cycle, uh, these are all still pretty negative. Um, as you probably know, I do return on capital directional indicator. And if we look at um, the what's that saying for private non-residential investment, it's been in decline since the end of 2017. And by the third quarter of uh, 2019, which is the latest we have, it was at its lowest point since 2013. Now, it's still relatively high by historic terms, uh, and the pace of deterioration has slowed, but it's still going down. If we look then at um, the Ministry of Finance's massive quarterly survey of private sector balance sheets and uh, P&Ls, which incidentally is a superb survey, I have to say, uh, that's also showing up the same thing. Um, return on uh, equity fell to its lowest since uh, 2012. 
uh, return on assets uh, to the lowest since, um, well, for about just over a year. Similarly, when I do my Kalecki profits calculations, um, these have been falling uninterruptedly now since uh, the second quarter of 2018, with my third quarter estimate down 9.5%. Um, and it's now, if that's right, that would be now at its lowest, profits would be at its lowest uh, as a proportion of GDP uh, since my calculations began uh, at the beginning of this century. Um, and uh, you see, again, that uh, conclusion is pretty much backed up. Uh, that conclusion about falling profits is backed up by what we see in the MOFS uh, monster survey. Uh, profits down 3.9% in the 12 months to September, despite sales actually slightly rising. Finally, if you look at capacity utilization measures, uh, which they publish every month, um, there's nothing in this to suggest uh, that there's a need to start reinvesting. Uh, and in fact, in November, um, this operating ratio sank to its lowest level since 2013. So if we look at these fundamental balances, these are a very dark background for seeing a renewal of capital expending, cat spending. So what's happening? Uh, why does this seem to be happening? Um, and I think there are a couple of things that I are worth at least thinking about. First of all, go back to those Ministry of Finance quarterly surveys of profits and uh, balance sheets. And what you see really is that between 2009 and 2017, corporate investment spending, which they logged there, has very rarely significantly exceeded the sort of depreciation allowances which are available to Jap Japanese corporations. In other words, between 2009 and 2017, capital stock, according to that measure, is probably not growing. It's probably just flatlining. They're probably just turning it over. It's spending just enough to, to maintain capital stock. However, since the end of 2017, companies have been increasingly willing to up their capex above the amount of depreciation allowances they're taking. And that's an accelerating trend. If you look in the 12 months to September, again, this is the latest we've got, capital spending rose to 113% of depreciation allowances. And that's the most aggressive result on this metric since 2008. So there is some kind of underlying evidence that there's a change in corporate behavior going on. And possibly even a kind of a breakout from what you might call post-crisis normality. Why would they be doing this? Well, one of the possibilities is that Japanese corporations have suddenly realized that merely keeping capital stock um, uh, steady and unchanged is stopping them rejuvenating their capital stock. And the rejuvenation of capital stock may in fact be a strategic goal for corporate Japan, which is must be worrying about its continued loss of market share in Northeast Asia's exports. Uh, and again, I'm sorry to break the no data rule, but um, Japan lost another basically 37 basis points of market share uh, in 2019 to a record low of 17.3%. So there may be uh, some reinvestment going on to freshen up capital stock. Now, I can make an estimate of what's happening to the age of capital stock 
um, using very much the same methods I use to estimate capital stock. In other words, I depreciate all gross fixed capital spending over a 10-year period. When I do that, uh, you can see that the effect of Japan's investment spending has been to just edge down the average age of its capital stock gradually since 2013. And by the beginning of 2019 on this metric, it had fallen to its lowest since the early 1990s. However, and it's a big but, since 2018, that rejuvenating progress has stopped. And we've had no progress basically for a year now. So to restart this rejuvenating process, which may be seen as a strategic necessity by corporate Japan, would demand an uptick in current capital spending. And just possibly, just possibly, that might be what we're now seeing and might account for an otherwise improbable pickup in capital spending that we're seeing in the machinery orders and the machine tool orders numbers in, in the fourth quarter of uh, last year. I want to swap the focus now over to the world's other big supplier of capital goods, which is Germany. And um, there's something a little bit similar going on there, um, something similarly improbable. And the immediate surprise that's making me look at this was what happened to November's construction orders, because they jumped 14.2% month on month and are up 8.2% year on year. Now, Germany's construction sector really matters because in recent quarters, it's been construction which has played the dominant role in overall investment spending, and investment spending has been the overall result, the overall factor that has moderated what has been an otherwise unstopped deterioration in profits. So it really matters because if construction spending stays up, then investment spending stays up. If investment spending stays up, profits stay up. And if profits stay up, then the chances of Germany staving off a potentially um, damaging feedback loops to push them into recession become that much greater. Um, you may remember, or you probably don't remember, I did actually uh, write about this in um, a piece called The Vulnerabilities of Germany's Escape from Recession uh, last year. And in that piece, obviously my worry was, okay, we've seen this happen many times before in many countries. You put construction spending in, in order to, when, when everything else is falling down, in order to shore up. So if you like, it's a sort of state-sponsored, uh, counter-cyclical, fiscal uh, fix for a, a business cycle that's beginning to weaken. Um, the thing is, when you look at the details of it, that doesn't actually look to be what's happening. If you look at uh, November's constructions orders, um, residential was only up 3.9%, but other building was up 34%. Non-residential civil engineering was up 7%, but the sort of street and highway, the autobahn spending, if you like, actually fell 3.5%, and other types of civil engineering jumped 12.9%. Similarly, uh, you see something similar going on in uh, the turnover data. Um, the orders data is obviously a leading indicator. The turnover data is, is later. Even so, November's turnover data is already showing hints of a pickup which is not confined to housing. So 
In November, nominal turnover in housing construction up 4.1%. Commercial and industrial, yes, that was down 7%, but it was largely offset by a 7.6% rise in commercial and industrial civil engineering. So what this is not telling us is that Germany is shoring up its current cycle with just public-directed construction spending. Rather, you've got to say this looks as though it might actually be construction um, for industrial and commercial, basically private sector economic uh, activity. And of course, that would be in line with the dramatic sort of recovery in economic and commercial sentiment that we've seen over the last few months, and which last um, week showed up in the ZOO survey. This is um, potentially you know, quite unusual, quite improbable, but also probably quite good news for Germany's uh, business cycle and for its Kalecki profit cycle as well. Okay, um, that's what I have for you this week. As I said, it was a light week, so this has been a light uh, podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it made some sense for you. Um, and uh, if it did, please let me know. Um, all feedback is very useful, and um, I hope to continue doing this and uh, building an audience. Thanks very much. Bye.